Well, it is so good to see each of you this morning. This is a great crowd. You know, and as we were watching and listening to our children, what a blessing they are. We get to see them each year. And uh, also good to have our adult choir up there. One of the things I, I like, uh, the children's choir, you know, we always take pictures of them. And I love to go back and look at the past years when some of you who are adults now were in the children's choir. Yeah. But Tara, y'all stayed too long at Christ Central the other night. Because this side of the choir was dancing this morning. (laughs) Did you notice that? My wife was one of them. Debbie was, yeah, 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 yeah. But we've had a great, great week with our Communion service here Wednesday night and the Good Friday service that was over at Christ Central. And then this morning, the sunrise service. It is just a blessing for our community and for us to to worship together. This morning, I was asked by my son last night, he said, uh, are you preaching a traditional Easter Sunday morning message? And I thought, what does that mean? What do you think a traditional Sunday morning, Easter Sunday message is? And he said, well, it's about the resurrection. And I said, well, then I, then I would have to answer no. Because this morning, you ever read a verse that you've read over and over again, and then it's like one word just came out of it. And I had to stop there. In the the book of John, chapter 19, verse 17. I was reading this the other night, and it just kind of came out to me. But in John, chapter 19, verse 17. I hear you're, you're looking for it. That's good. I'll wait. John, chapter 19, verse 17. We find this is after Jesus had been before Pilate. He had been beaten. And verse 17 simply says, Carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. What caught my attention was carrying the cross. I know in the three other Gospels, we find there was a point, we don't know the exact time, when Simon Serene was brought in and to help Jesus carry the cross. But as I was thinking about Jesus carrying that cross, we we don't know exactly what and how much that cross weighed. And a lot of times we are influenced by the Christian movies we have seen and, you know, of Jesus struggling to carry the cross, but we know there was a portion of time that he was physically carrying the cross. I do believe there came where, where Simon of Serene came and, and helped him out, but again, thinking just the physical of the weight he was carrying. Again, there's estimates that what 
Jesus was trying to carry was, was close to 300 pounds. I don't know. I've always thought of an old railroad tie. You know, I mean, one of those heavy, you know, and there he was carrying that as his cross. And he was carrying it after he had been beaten, after he had been whipped, after a lot of his energy had been spent just in the suffering of the pain that he was incurred. And there now, he was carrying that cross. Some, some believe it was just the cross piece. Some believe it was the whole piece. But as we think of that, Jesus was carrying this object that was so heavy, and it was to be cruel. It was designed to be cruel. It was designed to humiliate whoever was trying to carry that cross to just to defeat them in every way. But I'm sure that when Simon of Serene came and was forced maybe to help Jesus carry that cross, had to help Jesus for a moment, just not to have that physical burden of carrying this, this, this wood, this cross that was so heavy and cumbersome and, and knowing what was getting ready to take place. But what really caught my attention, we know today that Jesus was carrying other things that day. He was carrying the sins of man. Now, I don't know what that might mean to you. But we find that Jesus was carrying the sins of all mankind. He was carrying the sins of the past. And he was carrying the sins of the present and the future. He was carrying this awful weight. And Jesus was the only one that could do it. And Jesus was the one who was willing to do that for us. It also got me to thinking about us today. I wonder today how much burden, sin, we carry. The weight of the burdens that we allow to come into our lives and and how it weights us down. But we find that Jesus was carrying this burden of sin. We are reminded in John 1, 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word of God. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, For the entire fullness of God's nature dwelled bodily in Christ. You see, this morning we need to realize that if Jesus did not carry our sins to that moment on the cross, we would, we would be separated from God forever if he hadn't done that. In other words, he carried our sins, brought them to the cross where they were nailed and put to death. He wiped them clean. We find that that's what Jesus did with our sins. But we need to realize, number one, that Jesus was that perfect sacrifice. We've talked about numerous times in the Old Testament how they were to bring sacrifices and how it was supposed to be an animal that was clean and unblemished and all these things. Jesus was the only sacrifice 
that could take our sins to the cross. It was that perfect sacrifice. He took upon himself the sin of mankind. He took upon that. He took upon that punishment. That really, did he deserve it? No. We did. But he took that on. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he said, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteous of God. He became sin. 1 Peter 2, 24, He himself bore our sin in his body on the tree so that having died to sin, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. And so, what did Jesus carry to the cross? My sins, your sins, our sins. He brought them to the cross. But I wonder this morning, what are we carrying today? What are we carrying in our lives? What are we carrying that seems to be bearing upon us to the point that we feel like we can't even take another step. Moms, do you remember when your kids were young and when you were doing the laundry, you learned to check their pockets? Isn't it amazing what could fit in kids' pockets? Even grown kids. Like men who leave ink pens. Yep, yep. Isn't it amazing what you find in kids' pockets? But what about us today? Are there things that we're carrying that we just need to bring to Jesus? You know, some of us, you know, we're at that age, you know, we've got to go to the doctor more often. And we know that that doctor's going to do what? He's going to weigh us. So we take the cell phone off, right? Empty our pockets of all those keys. You know, you don't need to weigh these. You know, we empty our pockets of the keys. We take out the coins if we have anything. In other words, we try to what? Get as, you know, and on that day, we don't bring, we don't wear those bulky jeans. We want something slick, something, you know, that doesn't weigh much. Because when we get on that scale, you know, we want all the help we can get. Well, why in life sometimes we walk around with burdens that we should have turned over to Jesus long ago? But we carry them. Feel like it's our place in life. But we find that, you know, we find even Jesus was asking, you know, what are we bearing? What is our cross? Jesus said, you know, basically to his disciples, he said, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself and take up his or own, depending on what translation, his own cross daily and follow it. What does it mean to take up one's cross? And there's a lot of interpretation. Take up one's cross. 
You know, today, the cross has a lot of different meaning, and, and for some, it's a religious icon. For some, it's a fashion statement. But you know, in that day, think about it, it's Jesus' day. When Jesus was quoting and speaking in Luke chapter 9, he had not gone to the cross yet. The cross in that day was a symbol of faith. But the cross also in that day was a symbol of death. A symbol, not only death, but a cruel death. The Romans many times reserved it for the worst criminals. It was a form of torture. It was a form of humiliation. Leading to a long and painful death. In, in some ways, the cross was that gruesome sign. And so why would Jesus say, take up your cross and follow me? He's also, you know, when we think of that statement, it's not child's when we think of taking up the cross. Have you ever had, have you ever had someone say to you, basically, you know, in your life, uh, you need to get a life. Now, when they say that to you, you need to get a life. I, you know, I, I'm not really sure what that means. But one of the things Jesus clearly states to us is that if we want to live, we need to die to self. And that is a hard concept for a lot of people, dying to self. You see, if we're going to pick up the cross of Christ, if we're going to take up the cross that he has made it possible, Jesus has made it possible, there are some things we need to do. One of those is that we need to be willing to forgive Instead of harboring grudges. You see, our human side says, man, I'll never forget that you did this. But when we take up the cross of Christ, we need to see that our Lord is reminding us of the importance of forgiveness. Another thing that he reminds us is that we need to resist that temptation and do what everybody else does. In other words, we need to see that many times that's what we say, we, well, I'm going to do, hey, everybody else is doing it. Resisting temptation. You know, it's, it's okay to walk away from things sometimes. If you know that it's against what you believe, you know that, that it is not right, then walk away. Or what we see today is in our world that anything and everything is permissible and, and, and it's okay. But, you know, there's some things in the Bible that says, you know, basically not having sex before marriage. Or being faithful to your spouse after marriage. Or, men, just putting down the remote control and maybe pick up your Bible. Go out and play ball with your kids. Or praying when you would rather be sleeping. Or maybe swallowing our pride and telling someone about Jesus. Or doing what God wants you to do instead of what you want. The need to lose our life in Christ. To do what he wants us to do. Get a life. Well, maybe Jesus would put it another way. He would say, you need to lose your life if you want to find it. 
Isn't it amazing the peace that comes when we do what God wants us to do? When God, following him, in Luke 14, it says, Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross. Matthew 16, 25, it says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. You ever had a person come to you and say, I'm trying to find myself. Now, you're either going to Bust out laughing. Say, well, you know, you're right there. Or a lot of times I hear this statement when they are getting ready to do something that is completely selfish. They'll, they'll, they'll say, I, I'm trying to find myself. And then the next words are, well, I need to walk out of my marriage. He, she is no longer meeting my needs. So I'm going to leave because I need to find myself. I never have found any of that in the Bible. You know, sometimes we get into these cliches. And, and, and what does the Bible say if you want to find yourself? You lose yourself, Right? Do you want to find life and purpose and personality and not a personal happiness? Then the Lord says, here's my life, my plans, my aspirations, my dreams, as well as my weakness, shortcomings, and my sins. And we say, Lord, I give it all to you. By dying to self, losing ourselves, finding ourselves in Christ. In Luke 13, 33, it says, Whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. You see, sometimes we do get wrapped up in possession. Sometimes we do get wrapped up in things. And, and if we're not careful, they can control us. And how we need to focus upon our Lord. We need to surrender what we have and realize it's all about him, not us. It's not about me, it's him. And even his disciples were learning the importance of accepting Jesus Christ, and it was all about him. This morning on this Easter Sunday, here's my question. Are you dying to yourself and taking up the cross? You see, when we are willing to do that, and put Jesus first, and take up his cross, we will experience joy. We will experience an overflowing of life. We will experience happiness when we seek him. I know people say, well, preacher, if, you know, if i got to give up everything, I'm not saying you have to walk around poor. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying putting Christ first. Dying to self and realizing that he is the one. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. 
It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ died for you and me. Want to find life? And we follow him in all that we do. What did Jesus carry that day on the cross? He carried our sins. He carried all of those so that you and I could be free. This morning, he lives. This morning, are we letting burdens that we should give over to him control our life? Or have we taken those burdens to him and left them there? He'll take them and set us free. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray that we would see the importance of continuing to carry the cross. To carry your cross. To carry the message. To carry it, Lord, in such a way that it will reach the people in our own communities, in our own places. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we are so grateful that you carried it all the way to the cross. We thank you in your son's name. Amen. I invite you to stand.